Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mark Pierce on the line, and this is a special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had a guest on in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right on back. Uh, so Mark is also the president and founder of Stonegate. So first, Mark, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you very much. It's great to be back. Oh, man, so I'm excited about today's topic. So, you know, is 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 traditional market research dead? I mean, how are new new customers thinking and, and what how do how do the businesses better reach them? I mean, you're the guy I want to talk to about that. But before we get into that, let's get us a little bit further into what you do over at Stonegate. I don't want to assume that all of our new listeners caught your first episode. So tell us a little bit more about Stonegate, please. So, so we are a software as a services company and we've built one of the industry's first retention automation platforms. What that basically means is it helps us help our clients keep track of their customers all along the customer journey and know at any point in time what's most important to their clients, together with how well they're delivering on what's most important. So they know if there's a gap between sort of expectation and delivery, they can dive right in in real time, address that gap so they don't get to things like contract renewals, find out their customers are pissed off and, and leave them. I mean that that's a that's a great way to, to the great way to uh, explain it. So we don't want mad customers that leave us. If you can retain clients um, and grow those relationships over time, you know, much better than always trying to get new ones if, if you can do it. So that being said, the name of the game being retention, um, embracing the new way customers think. I mean, where do you want to start with this one? Well, what's really interesting is our first generation platform was predicated on a traditional type survey tool where we would ask a series of questions in terms of what was most important and how well they're delivering on their needs. Well, now that we've sort of analyzed literally tens of thousands of participants over the last couple of years, and this is coupled back with my career in market research, which started, I almost am afraid to say, almost 30 years ago, uh, it's been very interesting to see that. Um, the way market research is evolving uh, is not keeping up with the pace and change of technology. Uh, mm. Essentially, the way traditional market research is done today is still very much the same way that it was done, believe it or not, in the 1930s uh, when it first came about. And you might have heard the thing called a Likert scale or that scale when you rate something on a 1 to 7 or 1 to 10. This mm. stuff has not changed literally uh, in almost 100 years. Pretty amazing. Wow. I mean, when you look at other industries and other things, like for there to be status quo over a hundred years, that's like saying, um, you know, the. Uh, I mean, it's not a principle, right? Like this isn't like a mathematical equation. There, there can be innovation here. So, um, what do you think this next step is in this innovation? Well, a couple of things kind of led up to it. One is when we looked at people rating a scale of one to seven or one to 10, you see a lot of what's called scale bias, where you mm -hmm. tend to have certain cultures or whatever that tend to give you nines and tens or fives and sixes. Um, you also see, you know, sort of over-reliance on things like one score, which is a net promoter score based on a scale of one to 10. But what you don't see is really embracing the way that technology is evolving and what I call the ever-evolving emoji, 
People mm. don't think in numbers today. They think about in smiley faces. Think about when you talk to a friend and you send them a thumbs up or a happy face or a sad face. What we find is that it's a better way for us to communicate. We communicate in emoji or emoticon or pictorial way, which is a far better representation than, let's say, a traditional scale of 1 to 7 or 1 to 10. Oh, that makes so much sense. And uh, when you think about it, when's the last time you told somebody, out of a 1 to 10, how good of a job did I do? Like, in, in conversation, like, when's the last time you did that? Probably never. Yeah, no, not not at all. And then and then the other part that's interesting too, and I love this, but uh and I'm not a user of Tinder, but I hear from mm -hmm. my 20-year-old son this whole concept of swipe left, swipe right, right? People mm -hmm. are used to more limited choices. Do you like A or B? A or B? A or B? Not, you know, hey, let me give you a list of 40 things and you tell me what's, you know, most and least important. So essentially what we now have discovered is taking a page out of that Tinder playbook. So when we ask customers about what's most important. It's more about showing them simple pairs of attribute A versus attribute B, allow them to sort of swipe left, swipe right, and then continue on. So now using this combination of sort of a, a pair of choices together with emojis, you're able to cater much more to the way that people think today, especially in a mobile environment, and get a much more real and actionable result than you could on a traditional survey type tool. What's been uh, some of the response to this? Like, tell me a little bit more about kind of the feedback and what this data has allowed you to do for your clients. Well, the biggest thing is you get higher levels of participation because you almost make it a little bit more fun for the respondent. I mean, mm -hmm. every single industry still needs direct feedback. You know, as much as you want to model things with AI, there's nothing better than true perspective. So mm -hmm. simply making it a more enjoyable experience uh, is probably the biggest. But the other big thing uh, that hasn't been done in the past is the immediacy of response that we can give to that. So how many times have you taken a survey and you never hear anything from it, right? It's like, oh, yeah. it's just going off into Neverland. Well, what we're doing now is that you can take all of this data in real time and you literally can show them at the end, here's a summary of what you told me. Clearly, I've missed the mark because I see your unhappy face on service delivery responsiveness, mm. and I can immediately provide action. Maybe it's connect you to my calendar. Maybe it's watch a video. Something else that gives them immediate response and makes them feel like by giving us their feedback, we are immediately doing something to address what their concerns are. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense. So if it was like an onboarding or something else or where they gave a, a point at, then it's like if you if you if you take them directly to a, maybe a calendar scheduler or something else, then they're like, they may be like, oh, wow, they really care. Like, they don't, this wasn't just a waste of my time survey. Like, they want to help me with this. Uh, so then if you think about loyalty on a client, I mean, I feel like no client expects any company to get everything right 100% of the time, right? Like, even the best companies, like, yeah, we have a, lo a level of forgiveness in us. But if we see that a company's really trying to keep our business and earn it and they care, I mean, you're with that client for life. No, that's exactly right. And we say retention is all about simple acknowledgement in the beginning. If you did something wrong, just just say you did something wrong. But then do something about it quickly, because the worst thing you can do is not find out, find out and not do anything. So just our suggestion is find out and do something about it and do it right away. Even if it's simply give me some time to figure it out. Most mm -hmm. consumers, customers, channels, you name it, everybody's reasonable as long as they've been heard 
and that they know that there's some sort of action plan you're trying to put into place to address their issue. Man, that's well said. So, Mark, that being said, um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on StoneGate or to connect, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out? So I would go to our STAMP, so that's the software uh, website, which is just www.stamp.global. So www.stamp.global. Fantastic. Well, Mark, it's been great having you back on this uh, Reunion 2020 episode. Excited to get you back on in 2021, see what's going on with uh, with Stamp and Stonegate. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us some uh, give us a subscribe there, but leave us some comments in the video. I mean, love to know what you're working on, what kind of projects you have going on in your world. So uh, let's take the conversation over to the YouTube community. And Mark, thanks again for coming on the show.